When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to continue on with our AFC Power Rankings. Last week, we went through 16 through 9. This week, we're going to dive into 8 through 1. also want to give you guys a program update of what is ahead for the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. We've got a lot planned for you guys. With one of the things that we're going to do starting next week, We're going to start diving deep into the divisions. Each week, we're going to present an episode. We're going to talk about one specific division. Matthew Fox and I are going to break down who we think is going to be the guy that you need to own on specific fantasy teams, the guy that we're going to avoid, and then we're going to break down our predictions for the division, and then I'm going to give some bets that I like on over-under for each team. So it's going to be exciting to kind of bring those on. We're hoping to bring some different guys from, from the show or from the site Um, onto the show to join us it's going to be a lot of fun like I said each week we're going to kind of dive into each of these divisions it's going to be interesting to kind of sit down and dissect it because we are only about a month away from the hall of fame game which is super exciting football season is on the cusp even though preseason sucks it's still football and I'm very excited but I'm even more excited to be sitting next to my buddy here Mr. Mr. Matthew Fox how are you buddy Doing a lot better than last week. That's yes. Sure. It's funny. We talked about it. Like uh, we recorded, I think was it last Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. and we had, we had recorded a day earlier just because I had some free time. And then Friday you like messaged me and like, you were like feeling awful. So I was like, we got, we got lucky recording there. I'm glad you are uh, on the right side of things right now. Um, you know, you've overcovered the, vid. this is the second time you've had the vid, right? See, I think I had it before we were testing for it. I'm pretty sure yeah. I had it uh, in early February 2020. Um, but yeah, it, I was surprised. I came back Thursday. I was eh, Friday morning. I felt awful. And then by Friday afternoon, I was, was okay and haven't had anything since. I've been back at work since Tuesday. So Good, good. I'm glad you are on the right side of things. And like I mentioned, folks, today we're going to discuss our AFC Power Rankings. Last week we discussed them. It was a lot of fun. But before we get into those, we had a few pieces of chitter-chatter for the week. Um, Terry McLaren got his uh, extension that he was hoping for. Um, it's going to continue to set the tone for the next couple of months on a couple other receivers that are, are looking to get paid. Um, I thought the extension wasn't as pricey as maybe I thought it was going to be, but I'm happy for Terry McLaren. He got paid 71 million in three years. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of money. I just, it just kind of was like, I feel like it might set the tone. I feel like that's the kind of contract that like the Seahawks were hoping to see because it's, I think it was a little slightly less than AJ Browns. If I remember correctly, guaranteed wise, it might be, um, I might be wrong. So don't yell at me. I did see an interesting fact um, that this is going to be Terry McLaren is Carson Wentz's best receiver he's ever played with. And I was like, it kind of, I, I, I was thinking back. I was like, man, like, no, he played with, no, he, in the Colts. No, the he, he really, I'm is. not a hundred percent. He's better than Michael Pittman. 
that Terry McLaren is? Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I guess through the first couple seasons, I mean, obviously Pittman hasn't been playing that, that long, but I like McLaren. I, I think that he's been consistent regardless of who's been back there. And I, to be honest with you, I just want the Redskins to win, you know, eight or nine games, maybe sneak into the that seventh spot. I'm sorry. Sorry. The, I'm like three football teams ago. Sorry. Um, the commanders. I apologize. Um, my bad. Sorry. Um, please don't cancel me. Um, so the, the, the commanders, I hope that they, they uh, I hope they win some football games this year. I really do. I really want to see Carson Wentz play some good games and, and I want them to sneak into the seven seed. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. But could it happen? Probably because the NFC is a steaming pile of garbage, but another you know, big thing. I have to ask you. So on, I was listening, I listened to the NFL network radio, especially this time of year, driving in here in bits and pieces. Speaking of fringe NFC teams, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Shane Vereen on there talking about the incredible depth and talent of the New Orleans Saints receiving core and how he expects them to be a one or two seed in the NFC and win. And he said that their team overall is better than Tampa Bay. I almost crashed. I have to be honest. So this is my thing. Look, I know there is a lot of good people in the um, – in the radio space, the sports world, there's a lot of good sports broadcasters, but there is some very bad ones. And I feel like I was listening to something and I think it has, it's the, the, the Draymond Green thing. It's the quote unquote, like the new media thing, right? It's that new media where it's more of a, a debate style or it's, can we say the most crazy, most controversial, stupidest things ever because what that's going to do in return is get a lot of clicks, a lot of views. It's going to get all those things. Now, I'm all for it. I understand it. Like, you have your Stephen A. Smiths of the world. You have your Skip Baylesses, who I think these guys obviously say things just to really, you know, turn your, you know, turn your gears. Or, you know, you grind those gears. You know what I'm saying? Like, they say things to say whatever is crazy going on so that you can be upset or screaming or yelling or whatever that may be, right? But at the same time, like the quote-unquote new me or whatever have you, I feel like it's also some of these new older players that are trying to get into the broadcasting game. So they're like Dan Oronofsky. I heard somebody talking about this. I liked him at first. Now I feel like he just says shit just so people yell at him, right? You know what I mean? That's the new wave. And I, I don't really think about it, which is the perfect segue that you brought up the Saints, because obviously Kamara is going to be likely suspended for six games. Um, if he gets suspended for six games, I'm sorry. Like they have, you know, they have uh, Mark Ingram and I think it was at Tony Jones. I think it is at their running back position. And, Abram Smith. And, yeah. So I, I, without Kamara, that team is not that good. I mean, they're not that good. Kamara is one of the best running backs in football. I think people forget how good he is because of how much that team struggles and how, teams they just forgot to use him well you know what i'm saying but i I don't fox what do you what are your thoughts on this suspension yeah so there are other running backs they currently have tony jones abram smith Dwayne washington and mark ingram i think during the time kamara is out you're probably looking at mark ingram who's been decent in short bursts um but i I don't know. I, I think there are a lot of questions for me about the Saints in general. I need to see Winston coming back. 
on paper, they have some talent at receiver, but we need to see all that come together. If you were telling me I was seeing 2019 Michael Thomas, I'd be super pumped, but I'd like to just see Michael Thomas get on the field. We don't know what Olave is yet. Traquan Smith and Marquise Callaway have only ever been kind of flashes. Landry, uh, you know, we'll have to see. I don't, you know, for Kamara, I think in Dynasty, it doesn't really do a lot to me, but in redraft, um, we'll see. Uh, I think it drops him to a low-end RB2 for me because missing six games is going to be a pretty big chunk of the season. Yeah, it's especially in, in redraft formats. That's like, that's brutal. You can't, you're, you're, you're talking about taking a risk on a guy that's not going to play, like you said, for a third of the season. Um, it's definitely intriguing moving forward for that team. It's, it's to me, it really holds that team back. And cause we talked about it. Like we talked about how they're fringe, probably the second best team, not, not fringe. They're probably the second best team in that division, but I, I just don't foresee them being able to escape that type of, of hindrance. Right. You know what I mean? I'm pulling up their schedule right now. Um, I'm trying to, anyway, I don't, Really, there we go. All right, so looking at their season, let me go to the regular season here. So they open with um, the Falcons. Oh God, they open up with division. Like right out the gate, they got Falcons, Bucks, Panthers. So if they if they go if they go even one and two there, I mean you're talking even if they will possibly go zero and three there, well, whatever that looks like. They, I'm not saying they can't beat the Falcons. They they probably could beat the Falcons even with Kamara, but I think that might be a little bit more of a dogfight than people think. But you're opening the season, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Saints, Seahawks, uh, Bengals, and then Cardinals is what they're opening up with. That, that's the first six games of the season. You know what I mean? Can They can't overcome two and four, I don't believe. You know what I mean? I, I don't think so, especially with um, the games that follow that are Raiders, Ravens, um, Pittsburgh, Rams, 49ers bucks that's their next six after that six so you're really yeah I don't Fox what do you think about did you think they can overcome a slow start I don't think they can the Saints yeah I mean only because the NFC is a little bit weaker like eight nine wins might get you into the yeah bottom. but even still I... like the back half of the schedule is hard yeah I mean Cleveland, Philadelphia, the last two weeks of the two of the last three weeks of the season are on the road at Cleveland, Philadelphia, two games that might not be easy to win. There's there's a lot more questions, though, than answers in the NFC, even traditional power teams like the Green Bay Packers. We don't know exactly what they're going to look like. They still have some talent, but they have more glaring holes than they've had before. You don't actually, you know, I still like Dallas, but you don't know what they're going to be. The Cardinals usually start hot and fade into the toilet by the end of the season. It's hard to completely have faith in the Vikings. It's hard to completely have faith in the Eagles. It's, you know, I don't know what the 49ers are going to be. Detroit could be better than we think they are. Commanders are another team you mentioned. It's, I, I, you have to see how things play out. I thought the Saints were going to be in a world of hurt when Jameis went out last year, and yet they finished nine and eight on the cusp of being in the playoffs. They have a good defense, uh, and that can overcome a lot. The NFC feels wide open for completely different reasons than the AFC feels wide open. I feel you. I feel you. I don't know. It's just to me. I don't know. That's a. They're going to have to 
they're going to have to split three and three for me to believe this team is going to have to be able to overcome that. Two, four, six. Yeah, because they, they've got Arizona, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Tampa Bay the following six weeks. And then they end with Atlanta, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Carolina. So that's in, that's definitely – yeah, they're going to have to – I think they have to go at least three and three to uh, to really – you know, and that's again that you're right. That's going to be the first contact we see out of Winston. Obviously, he might he might play a snap or two in preseason. I think they would be smart to let him play if he's able to play in preseason. At least get a couple snaps in, um, and also the transition from Sean Payton. What's that going to be like for the team? Um, other than you know, Taysom Hill won't probably see the football field as a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with that being said, folks, we're going to quickly recap our 16 through nine. Fox, I'll let you go first. AFC power rankings, your 16 through nine were? 16, Jacksonville Jaguars, 15, Houston Texans, 14, New York Jets, 13, Miami Dolphins, 12, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 11, the New England Patriots, 10, the Las Vegas Raiders, and nine, the Cleveland Browns. My 16 through nine, Jaguars, Jets, Texans, Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, Raiders, Titans. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week. A lot of these diversity here of, of Fox and I think we had a lot of the same teams, except for one or, one or two um, in that bottom tier. But a lot of it was uh, a struggle for us because, I mean, the Dolphins are a type of team that I could see finishing in the top seven, making the playoffs. We both talked about that last week. The Raiders are a team. The Titans are a team. You know, a lot of these teams could be juggernauts in the second, you know, in that top half of the division. Um, for me, I think when it comes down to uh, this top eight, I think for me, the top four were pretty easy. And then the rest of them kind of fell in line. I went back and forth. I think I'm going to surprise even Matthew Fox here, who's got who's in my top five. But um, Fox, I'm going to let you hit it with the eight, seven, six, five. What do you got? So eight for me is Tennessee Titans. We talked about this uh, last week. Um, I'm not super bullish on the the Titans, but they still have some good players from a team that was the number one seed in the AFC a year ago. Uh, number seven for me is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I like the pickup of Matt Ryan. Um, I obviously like Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. I think they have enough pieces that they probably win the NFC, the AFC South this year and get into the playoffs. I don't like them overall as much as the teams above them, but uh, you know I like the potential there. Uh, and then six for me is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I like the the Bengals. I like their roster overall, but there are just teams that I like a little bit better. We have to remember, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl. But they were a ten and seven team. They were kind of on the cusp. I think they're probably a 10-11 win team again, probably a wild card kind of team again. I don't think they're the best team in their division. Um, and I don't think they were last year. I think it just broke right for them. Uh, so they're still a good team, but I don't think they're an elite team. What do you got for number five? And number five for me is Broncos. Uh, the Broncos have had a better roster than record the last couple of years. I think hope, I'm hopeful about an improvement in coaching uh, and also bringing in Russell Wilson. Um, but they they have a lot of pieces on offense and defense. They've had a great set of skill position players for a couple of years. You just you have to have somebody to be able to get them the ball. They've won you know six seven games each of the last couple of years. I think part of that is is 
was Fangio too. Honestly, he was a tough coach to have on your sideline in one score games. Um, and I, I just think they have a lot of pieces, uh, but the AFC West, it's going to be tough. Yeah, AFC West is going to be a dog fight. I want everybody at home to understand something. Okay. Matthew Fox and I do not go over our rankings prior to coming onto the show. Okay. We do not go over our power rankings together. We surprise each other. And I'm, I'm saying this for a reason. My number eight's the Patriots. I talked about this last week. Fox is a little bit bullish on them. I'm a little bit bullish on them. I just kind of, whenever it came down from my eight, I think it was eight to 12 or 18, 13 range. I just went with uh, the better coaching is what I went with. And I think that's why I went with Patriots number eight. My number seven team is the Indianapolis Colts. My number six team is the Cincinnati Bengals. My number five team is the Denver Broncos. Um, so we're three for three at five, six, and seven here. Um, for me, and it's crazy, I am the, everything that Fox said, again, we don't go over these things together. Everything that Fox said about each of these teams is exactly how I feel. The Colts are a playoff team, but they are maybe a one win and in, one win and they lose the following week, or they they face one of these tougher um, AFC West teams in the, as, that get in as a wild card because that division so hard and they lose in the first round type of thing. Like that to me is, is where they're at. The Bengals, honestly, if obviously without what's going on in Cleveland, I, I think that this team is probably a third place team. If Watson was playing a full season, I truly believe that. I, I And it's not that they're bad. Again, it's not that they're bad. I just, they overachieved big time in Cincinnati last week, last year. They have a good core. They made some improvements this off season that I really like. I just think that we're forgetting about how good one football team is. And we'll talk about them in a little bit, but number five, the Broncos, when it comes down to this top five, okay. When it comes down to the top five, we're talking about quarterback play that drives me to my rankings, right? You know what I mean? My rankings were driven by specific thing. And then of course you look at the encompass of the entire roster. Okay. I have been on the Russell Wilson train for a long time. I think that he's gotten a lot of disrespect. I think that he gets a lot of disrespect by being put in that same caliber of some of these other guys. I just think that Seattle never lets, it sounds cheesy, but they never let Russ cook, right? You know what I mean? And he's capable of cooking, but now he's on a, on a much more um, top to bottom, better roster. I mean, obviously from the Seahawks from last year, you know what I mean? The Seahawks last year were, you know, were also not a very good team, but if people forget that they weren't a very good team, but they still won seven games last year with Russell Wilson at the quarterback position. Russell Wilson's a very good quarterback. And, and I don't understand why people forget maybe that he, how good he is. But if we're looking at, we're talking about a quarterback that is two years removed from a 40 touchdown season and thir only 13 interceptions. You're talking about a guy that has like a two to two to one, uh, almost three to one interception to touchdown ratio. It's like two and a half to one. I think it is. The guy is electric. Um, I do think that they're going to get him back to using his legs. Um, I think they're going to be smart with that, but they need to get him out of the pocket. They have the Broncos top to bottom receivers are deep. They might not have, the best wide receiving crew, but they have a deep wide receiving crew. I do think that I know I'm more bullish and more higher on Ju Judy than my, my uh, counterpart here is, 
But even if on his mind, even if you take it from Fox's point of view, Sutton, Patrick, Judy, even if you count it like that, if I've got Judy as my number three guy, I'm a happy guy. And then, of course, you have the running back situation. You've got their best running back in Melvin. Gore. I'm just kidding. Um, they have Javante Williams, um, who is a stud. And even Melvin Gordon, you know what I mean? He can be annoying and he can fumble the ball in situations when you don't want him to. He's still a decent enough back. That's a good one-two combination. And, um, yeah, I like it. And I think Russell's playing ability or uh, rushing ability getting out of the pocket is only going to help these running backs as well. So I, I like that team a whole lot. Um, yeah. I can't believe we had the same seven, six, five. Like I, that blew me away. Now it's going to be interesting. This is where we get, this is where we get dicey. So I'm gonna let you hit your four through one here, Fox. And I, I want to see how close we, I think we might have three and four flip flop, but two and one, I think we're going to be exactly the same. So let, let's, let's hear Fox. How close are we here? So number four for me is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, I like I like their roster. I'm still not sure if Lamar Jackson is as good of a passer as they're going to need. You still have some questions now, obviously, with potentially J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards starting on the pup list. Um, that's a little bit of a blow. They're figuring out receiver, but they they have a good coach. They they arguably should have been able to pull off a couple of those wins last year and get into the playoffs. Uh, they just kind of seem to run out of gas. I like what they've, what they've done and some of the pickups they've made. Number for me is Kansas city chiefs. Um, Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid are still a good team. They picked up some pieces. They lost some pieces. Uh, I think their offense is going to be fine. I think what it may be is less, um, showy in the fantasy nurse for a single receiver and more of a team concept of an approach but that actually may be somewhat intentional by Kansas City as defenses started to figure out their formula of relying on a couple of people last year and they had to try to switch things up this could be more of a tactical shift than anything else number two saving money when you start your next project today at menards check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock ready to take home today we carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest menards you can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on menards.com Two for me is the Chargers. Um, they have a really good roster. The only thing that gives me pause is no matter who the coach and quarterback have been, the Chargers seem to find a way to lose the ones that they just shouldn't. They, on paper, are an incredible team, but at some point you actually have to see some execution. I, I like Brandon Staley, but that team had the same kind of mental lapses last year in crucial games, which gives me a little bit of a pause. And then number one for me is Buffalo. I think Buffalo was great last year. I think the format of the playoffs denied them a chance to potentially advance. I think if they would have gone to the AFC championship game, they would have taken the Bengals out. Um, I love Josh Allen. I know they lost their offensive coordinator, but I still think they're going to be okay. Um, I like their head coach. I like their moxie. I think it's their time. Yeah, so last year we saw the Chargers lose, I think, four one-score games. And you're talking about a 9-8 and eight team that if they split those, 
that's that's an 11 and they're in yeah they're in you know what i'm saying even if they would have won the one against the in the last season yeah they make the playoff which was one of the most bonehead mistakes that we've seen but um with that being said um i have the chargers at four um i believe in lamar more than most which is weird because i've i don't know i this team look the, the my number three is the Ravens. I'll prefix in saying that the charge, my, my two, three, four were very wishy-washy on where I was going to go with those. The chargers being at number two in yours doesn't surprise me. Team top to bottom is one of the best, if not the best football team in the AFC. Right. You know what I mean? I think the only roster in my opinion on paper that is better is the, um, is, is the, is the Rams. I think they're the only team that have a bet on paper, have a better roster. Um, I, I, I think that, for me, um, the coaching is a little bit interesting. We saw that that really play an effect in that final game of the season. They should have won that game 1,000%, or at least tied. You know what I mean? They, they, they had the opportunity to tie the game there and, and potentially the Raiders and them make the playoffs. And then he made a ballsy decision. And then, of course, the Raiders went out there and won the football game. Um, it backfired if it works he's a God type of scenario. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's one of those damned if you do damned if you don't situations. Um, for me, my top three come down to coaching. This is, this is where quarterback coaching, coaching quarterback, however you want to look at it. And that's where um, obviously I think Herbert's going to be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. He's not, I don't think he's there quite yet. We're just two years into the experience. I think Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in football. I think that he is um, one of the most, Herbert's going to be the guy, you know what I mean? He's going to be one of the guys over the next decade that we're going to continually watch. It's going to be Mahomes. It's going to be Herbert. It's going to be Allen. Like this is, this is reminds you of the early days of, of the AFC of, of having a Roethlisberger, having a Brady, having a Manning consistently year in year out, go after each other in the playoffs. It, it was, it was fun to watch and, and to understand that, that we have these teams you have look if you think about this for just a second even if you throw in wilson for at least three or four more years you throw in joe burrow mac jones like you're you're talking about a core of quarterbacks in this afc that are going to be battling for playoff spots for the next let's just say five years right you have josh allen patrick mahomes lamar jackson justin herbert russell wilson joe burrow um you have mac jones in there you have um you have Carr. You have um, even Tua. You want to throw Tua in there. You know what I mean? Every, Trevor Lawrence, if he can get it together or that team can get it together for him. I think the talent's there for Lawrence when it comes to him. But um, as far as my number two, Kansas City Chiefs, it's, again, it's just the dynamic. It's the, the veteran aspect of being there, done that, been there, done that scenario. I, I, uh, I like Patrick Mahomes. I think that, in my opinion, and I know this is a controversial statement, I do think Patrick Mahomes is slightly overrated in the aspect that I think that he shoved down our throats. And I think that to me, sometimes that pressure has gotten to him. And I think that this team, you're right. I, I agree with you. And that's why I think they're, they're in my number two slot. I think they're going to be a little bit more dynamic than they have been in the past. They have none of the weapons really scare you in that wide receiver position, but they all have the ability to make plays. And I think that's a little bit different from what we've seen. Tyree kill could take the top off the defense, but there was games Tyreek Hill was just two catches, 30 yards. You know what I mean? Like it was the Hill or Kelsey show. Now it's going to be the Kelsey and who is going to be that guy this week's show. And I think that's going to hurt 
the wide receiver function of the Chiefs, but I think it's going to help Mahomes in some aspects as well because he's not going to be forcing it just in two places the entire game. He's going to be going all over the place. And, of course, the Buffalo Bills are number one. Um, I really, um, I really, really hope that uh, – hang on one second. I really, really hope that we expect um, – I just want to see Josh Allen win a Super Bowl. I think that's what it is. I, I really do. I think I like him. I was very bullish on him. I I didn't think that um, he was going to be that good. I've eaten crow on on Josh Allen um, several times now. And um, with that being said, I I am on board. I am on board with them. I hope they win a Super Bowl. This might be their year, but I will say this that it's all going to depend on the luck of how the seeding is again. You know what I mean? Like you could really, that that's the biggest problem. I don't care who is the one seed in the AFC this year. Now it's going to help in the aspect of you get that first round by, but I really don't care because I think that there's going to be a seven seed. That's going to be just as good as the two and three or, or, or whatever the opposite is, because the AFC West is going to get them playoff spots. I think, I think they're going to at least have, they're probably going to have three playoff spots at least. So I think, which means that means two of those playoff spots are going to be the five, six and seven seed, right? You know what I mean? So you have to worry about that. So that to me is where it comes into play where I'm very interested to see how that unfolds. But um, I think it will be important for the bills to get the one seed just based on the fact that, they can have that first round by and then they get that home field advantage. But uh, yeah, not really surprising. Um, our, our one, three, four is a little bit different, um, but um, very interchangeable as well. I wanted to me, it was a certified one. Bills are number one, not even close. Two, three, and four was, was one that I battled with. I don't, I don't think I ever thought about putting anybody else at number one. What about you, Fox? No, I was pretty set on one. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit behind them, kind of like what you're talking about, I guess. I like the – for me, it came down to I, I went with roster over everything else because my, my question is not Mahomes in the passing game, which other people have. It's I don't think the Chiefs' defense not, improved. Yeah. I think it may have taken a step back, and I have very little faith in their – running game and I think in some of those close games and looking at their schedule I think they're all playoff teams I honestly I think three out of the west will go to the playoffs I don't think they'll be able to get all four because it's too because the AFC is too tough but I think three of them are going to go yeah I agree with that 100 I, I I do think that three teams are going to be um in the playoffs for the AFC West um I'm, I'm all on board on that I but I do think that that fourth team will be competitive and and there'll be a game or two or you know I might even be one game out I'm interested I'm excited because next week we're going to dive into the uh NFC West that'll be the first team that we tackle and it's going to be interesting for me when we look at each division and how whenever I hone into these rankings and look at their schedules and kind of start dissecting that and, and some of those different moves and um i'm excited too because i want to say this too we're gonna we're diving a little bit early into some of these divisions but i think what fox and i are going to do is we're going to do one little episode towards the end to see if anything shifted um with our thoughts because you got to remember we're talking about a whole entire offseason of injuries moves that might be made still trades that could be hit made and stuff like that so early predictions um but also at the same time we will update our thoughts in case some crazy things happen 
Um, with that being said, folks, make sure to check out the Music City Drive-In for Fox and I, uh, all of our latest articles. We do have some stuff coming up in the world of sports. But with that being said, we're going to transition over to the movie corner. Um, a lot going on in the world of film and television. Um, so much TV. Uh, there's so much TV to consume anymore. It's kind of crazy. The big thing of the weekend is Stranger Things uh season four part two which i don't really know it's why it's a part two it's only two episodes of like ninety three thousand hours of content um, um so that's going to be something where i just uh i'm not sure i feel i haven't been a big fan of stranger things i had i wasn't a, i didn't love season four so far i thought it was good but there's a lot of elements including the entire russia plot that i didn't love um i do hope they kill some characters and i really don't care who it is i just want it to be people that they love because well you know how do you feel them. about them saying that they're gonna that there are five deaths like i don't think that's five core characters and honestly if it is then i'm gonna have some other questions like you know what are you doing yeah that i can't it can't be five cores because i mean there's not that yeah that's i plan on watching tonight so next week fox and i will talk about it for sure you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be probably watch it tonight and into tomorrow um, because it is like five hours of content to consume. So it is a lot, um, you know, typically two episodes should not be two and a half hours and one and a half hour long. So that's definitely something to uh, I'm like, we're, we'll be watching too many movies is what I think that we're going to be doing um, in these final two episodes. Um, you're finally seeing Elvis tonight. So I'm excited for you to hate it and for us to never talk again after tonight um minions yeah, the rise of the, the minions the rise of Gru drops in theaters today i saw it this week um look th these type of movies aren't going to be groundbreaking they're not going to be world shaking but for me personally i really enjoyed it these these characters are funny it might be my favorite minions movie today i think just because i think that i do love the Gru story and i love that character um the princess drops on Hulu today, which you have seen, and uh, you said yep. you, you said you liked. Yeah, Joey King does a nice job in the lead role. Uh, a lot of I love her fight sequences were pretty good. I love her. The fight sequences were pretty good. Uh, it was better than I thought it might be. That's exciting to know because I, like, I wanted to, obviously I wanted to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to see this, like the movie. I will watch it, um, but with so much coming out, I probably won't catch it till probably midweek next week. Because you know, you got Stranger Things. I'm in the middle of watching Five Days at Memorial, um, which I can't really say anything else other than I'm watching it. Um, uh, I'm intrigued by that. And then, of course, you watch the pilot episode of The Terminalist, which stars Chris Pratt. And uh, what did you, I, I've heard good things, but you said the pilot is a little lackluster. I thought the pilot was okay. Um, it felt a little bit long. It felt a little bit disjointed. Uh, I think the big thing is the pilot runs over an hour and it's mostly set up to tell you where uh, the story is going. Um, and then I guess we'll see what the real story is starting in episode two, but it also, it's, uh, it's kind of depressing. I think that was my wife's. She's like, um, why did you make me watch this bummer? We need to watch a comedy before I go to sleep. That's funny. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I heard it's I heard it's a, a very emotional series that it's not. It's kind of a sad ish. So um, 
I don't know when I'll catch it. I've had it for a little while. I meant to get on it. And then it, like for sometimes whenever we get some stuff, I get some stuff early. I, I, I forget that I get it. And then whenever I do finally get it, um, then I'm like, oh God, I forgot what happened. You know what I mean? Like I forgot all oh, it released. And then when it releases, there's 99% chance that at some point in time, I will try to watch it. It just won't be in the relatively near future. Um, there's a few things I can talk about something that I did watch recently that I really, really did love, and that is Blackbird. Uh, the embargo is up for that. It comes out next Friday. It's going to drop weekly on Apple TV+. It probably is maybe the top five um, season ones or series, season one of a series. It's only going to be one season because it's a true story, but it's one of the best seasons I've seen from Apple TV yet. Don't um, think that actually limits it being well, a true yeah. story. <laughs> That's also very true. But for me, it is easily the one of the better series I've seen, better acted series I've seen from Apple TV, which which is incredible to say because they're obviously it's obviously one of my favorite uh, streaming platforms. They they for me in my opinion, I know you like Apple TV shows too, so I know you're on board with me when saying that. But I love it a whole lot, so it's kind of exciting to see, which is the perfect segue for what I was going to talk about. What I told Matthew Fox that I had a little something for him up my sleeve, nothing crazy here. Um, so a recent study came out of America's favorite streaming services. So it broke it down per state. And I've got a couple of questions um, regarding certain states. You know what I mean? Um, I... First, first things first, I want you to tell me what you think Colorado's go-to uh, app is. Um, probably Netflix. Surprisingly enough, Colorado is this HBO Max. Interesting. I was very intrigued by that. Um, question I have about is my home state of Pennsylvania the their favorite streaming service is Tubi. Um, My God, I I don't I don't understand that one. Very confused by that. My current state of Tennessee is HBO Max, which we share that uh, we share our states share that little bond together, which is cute. Um, it's just see. you and me. We've been. Power pumping far away. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. HBO Max has a lot more on here than I expected from Maine. Um, yes, I am looking at a map at the same time looking at this map because it doesn't tell me the state. So excuse me. So not knowing which state's which, in my opinion. Thank God nobody can actually see this. But um, Maine, Connecticut. No, no. Ma sorry, Massachusetts. Um, both have HBO Max. Um, and then there's Virginia's HBO Max, Tennessee's HBO Max, Texas's HBO Max, North Dakota, Montana, and Washington HBO Max, Colorado. Um, QB is for Alaska, which is very weird. Um, Hawaii's is Shutter. Is it because Tubi is free? QB, uh, Tubi is free. Uh, QB is QB. Is it was it Quibi? Quibi? Oh, Quibi. Quibi. Whatever. Didn't that go out of business? I think so, but I don't know when this list was, but um for some reason oklahoma's is google play i very confused by that how, how does that count as a streaming service that's just I, stuff you buy i don't i don't know i'm i don't make the rules because also then arizona's is pirate bay which is just an illegal service that you can download things on so that's definitely interesting 
Um, Netflix takes a lot um, here from Nevada, uh, Minnesota, uh, Kansas, Missouri, New Mexico, Louisiana, and the Carolinas um, is big time Netflix people. Um, Disney Plus only takes two spots, which was Utah and Georgia. I was kind of surprised by that. Prime Video only grabbed one state, and that was Idaho, which is the most random you know state in the universe. Georgia might make sense because Disney Plus, everything. all the Marvel and stuff gets filmed there, and I yeah. bet they use local extras and stuff. They're like, I want to see myself. <laughs> exactly. Um, Showtime got a, got a vote here for Illinois. New York is Peacock, which I don't think is very surprising considering a lot of the stuff is filmed in that uh, area. I think it's surprising world. anyone's watching Peacock, so I'm going to... Who took a few states? Um, Michigan, Kentucky, Arkansas, um, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. So, um, yeah. I was definitely intrigued in Maryland as well for Hulu. Oh, and Vermont. Sorry. There we go. Hulu has a lot too. Kind of surprised by that too. Um, so yeah, that was my uh, my fun thing of the day. Um, that's it. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Um, next week, obviously, a movie comes out that you might or might not have heard of. It's called Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, I have seen it. I can speak a little bit about it and just say that I really liked it. And I feel like if you liked Thor Ragnarok, you will like this. If you didn't like Thor Ragnarok, you probably might not like this. Um, I do think it is. A, I'm still trying to debate. I have to watch it again. Um, um, I'm on the fence because I think Ragnarok might be in my top 10 or top like five to seven, uh, Marvel movies. So, um, I'm trying to debate whether or not that's in my, if it's better than Ragnarok or not yet. I think it's going to, it's going to be, I'll see it again next week, probably with my wife. And when I do, I'll probably make a decision then on how I feel about it. I like to see something once or twice, but I was a big fan of Ragnarok. I haven't been a big fan of phase four. Um, I will say this: somebody did kind of bring up the fact that Shang-Chi and the Eternals were part of phase four. So I forgot, I keep forgetting that, which I actually like both of those films, but then you have other aspects of this Captain Falcon, Winter Soldier, whatever the hell it's called was garbage. Um, Black Widow was terrible. Hawkeye was mediocre. Um, WandaVision was good. Um, Loki, I like Loki. Moon Knight was not good. Uh, I don't understand how people can sit there and say, oh, well, that one episode was a fantastic. Well, one, at, one out of five is not a good odds. You know what I mean? It's not good odds. Sorry, folks. And then um, there's been other TV shows. I don't know what they are, but I've been very underwhelmed by Phase 4 so far. But, oh, Martin, uh, Doctor Strange was terrible. Um, every day I think about that movie, I think about how much I hate it. And I will say this, but there's horror elements in Thor, Love and Thunder that remind me of why how much I hate it multiverse of madness when people say it's a horror movie because these horror elements are way better than anything we saw in the multiverse of madness Christian Bale reminded me that he is one of the best actors working because I think we need to do that maybe we maybe you and I are going to add a segment next week or in the coming weeks of when we're ranking divisions we're going to rank uh, like or talk about some of our favorite current actors um acting right now because i think there's some there's i think they forget about some guys you know what i mean because like i'm a big dicaprio guy i think he's really fantastic um but you got dicaprio you've got guys like christian bale 
and I'm blanking on any other actor that I like. So I, I really, I'm just going to stop the segment right now, but make, by saying, make sure to follow each of us on Twitter, make sure to follow along as we dissect, as we inch closer and closer to the NFL season. We also review and talk about movies. We like to do the dualness of that. So um, yeah, with that being said, we are out and we'll talk to you guys next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.